Good morning, you wonderful, beautiful people. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you hear this episode, it's going to be December 1st, 2021. One more month of this year, you guys. It has been crazy fast. I don't know about you guys, but that's been my observation. So anyway, today I want to talk to you guys about what the heck does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God. I think this is such an important truth that, uh, you know, including myself, like, I'm going to say seven, eight years ago, I was like, I didn't even know what that meant. (laughs) I didn't. I did not know what it meant to be led by the Spirit of God. It was like the, what is that scripture? I'm going to go over it with you guys today. But, you know, one who's led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I believe it's Romans 8. And I just remember reading that thinking, I don't even know what that means. You know, and so I want to share with you guys just kind of some really basic things that I've come to understand, you know, since then. And I hope it gives you guys some understanding and clarity in the context of your own life so you guys can be better led by the Spirit of God. So you can identify His Spirit in you and you can carry out the the plans that God has for you that He's going to reveal to you through His Spirit. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray, you guys, and uh, then we'll jump into this thing. Ah, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you just like mature us and grow us and strengthen us and give us insight and perspective that literally changes our lives. And, you know, Lord, I pray that we would be better at living by your spirit. We'd be courageous to live by your spirit, Lord. The things that you have revealed to us and said to us, that that would be the foundation of our lives. And through that, people around us, in our lives, around us, you know, in our lives and people who are like watching us from the outskirts, that they would be compelled to want to know you because of the ways that you're speaking to us and building us up and healing us and using our lives, Lord, and and the progress that we're making in our life and the visions and the dreams that you are putting in our hearts and that we're able to, you know, fulfill because of what you've done. Thank you, God, for your grace, your love and mercy. And so, Lord, we just pray that people will become acquainted with it more and more because of how we live our lives in you. So I just thank you, God for, uh, you know, showing these things to me. And I pray it blesses my brothers and sisters today. I love you, Lord. Pray you God direct this conversation. I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, you guys. So we're going to talk about what does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God. But before I get into that, I want to say one more thing. This podcast is officially in 36 different countries around the world. That is pretty amazing, you guys. Um, you know, um, you guys keep downloading and listening to it. It does help it grow. And uh, I think it's a little over 6,200 downloads right now. So, you know, um, I'm hoping to be over 10,000 by, you know, next year. I'm, I, I don't I don't see why that's impossible, you know. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the podcast world works in terms of algorithms and growth, but um, it is growing. And I thank you guys for sharing it and just downloading and listening to it. My heart is just to influence you guys with things that God influences me with. And so if I can do that in your life, um, that's a blessing. And I pray and hope that you'll do the same thing in other people's lives by you just growing in your own authority of God speaking to you and walking that out. So let's talk about that very thing. So let's go over here to Romans chapter eight. And, you know, this is something that kind of popped in my mind. I think it was Saturday. Um, It was over the weekend. Now, this podcast, I think it's pretty close. That's not super far out anymore as far as recordings go. So it was very, very recently that I was uh, meditating on these things. And so let me jump over here to Romans chapter 8, you guys. I thought I had it marked in here. Maybe I do. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to read some scripture to you guys, and and then we're going to unpack this thing. It says, let's go over here. 
But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, then we then we may also be glorified together. And you guys, there's so much I could talk about this. One of these days, I'm going to do a podcast again talking about bearing your cross. Um, I'm going to share some insight with you guys that I got about that a few years ago, but I got to stick to the point. So let's, let's go over here again. As it says, for as many are for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Okay, so let's talk about that. Again, what is a spirit? Now, when I did the life coaching podcast back in 2020, I realized that the definition that the instructor had given did not really fit the context of what I was seeing in the Bible. Um, I believe he was talking about spirit being like in your heart and in your character, and then your soul was your thoughts, your will, and your emotions. But then after you read the scriptures here, I think a better, I think the spirit is more aligned with your thoughts, emotions, and your will. And then your soul is your character. And you guys, we'll get into that another time. You know, why? Do you, I believe there's a distinction and a difference. There's a reason Jesus said, um, you know, uh, I, I don't remember exactly where the scripture is, but what good is it to gain the world and lose your soul, right? And if you take the definition of soul meaning character, what good is it to, to gain the world and lose your character, who you are, right? Um, the spirit, um, again, from after reading the scriptures, I believe is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. And I'll give you guys some other scripture really quick to kind of back that up. So if you guys go over here to, what is it? Uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 4 or 2 Corinthians 4. Hold on. I was not planning on looking at this one, so give me a second to look it up for you guys. But there's a scripture in Corinthians... And it talks about no one knows the thoughts of a man unless you have the spirit of that man. So he tied thoughts and the spirit together, okay? And so I thought, you know, that is definitely a better description of spirit. Now let's go, okay, this is 1 Corinthians. And it says, For God has revealed them to us through spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? So again, the other translation says, who knows the thoughts of a man except for the spirit that's in that man? So again, this the scriptures point your spirit to your thoughts. And then when you go back over here to Romans chapter 8, he uh, equates spirit and in, in the will of God. And uh, let me see here. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god again god's spirit bears witness with our spirit so god's thoughts emotions and his will confirm with our thoughts emotions and our will that we are his children okay and if you guys think about it too 
You guys ever realize how you go in the liquor store and they call liquor spirits, right? And how all of a sudden people's uh, thoughts, emotions, and will is influenced by spirits. So again, I think that spirit is your thoughts, emotions, and your will. And so that's the definition I'm using when I talk to you guys um, now. And uh, I, w- I just wanted to clarify that. So those who are led by the spirit of God. So those who are led by the thoughts, the emotions, and the will of God are children of God. Now, how do you become led by the spirit of God? Well, it's very simple. It's a matter of you engaging with him as far as talking to him, right? Using your thoughts, directing your thoughts towards God. All right. Um, And, uh, you know, ultimately, when you start directing your thoughts toward God, and let's just say you find yourself in the hole of shame, all right? Or you're you're feeling afraid or anxious or any of those kind of, you know, signaling emotions. The Lord will be, if you start asking, if you start talking to the Lord about what you're anxious and stressed about and start asking him to give you a new perspective about it and how to think differently about it, you literally thinking differently about that is going to change your whole emotional landscape and how you make decisions. Your thoughts and your and your emotions and your will are all tied together. Now, the cool thing about the Lord is when we come into relationship with him, you know, he tells us if we believe what he says, we're going to experience peace. Again, why is that? Because we're believing the thoughts of God and the thoughts of God have certain results that are tied to it that are guaranteed for us. If you think the thoughts of God that he gives you through his word, as well as revealed in you, as you spend time with him, as your spirit talks to his spirit, as you pour your thought, your thoughts out on him, he's going to pour his thoughts out on you. And that's going to give you, uh, like I said, again, a new revelation, a new perspective that's going to align with his thoughts. And then you get to experience the fruit of of his thoughts, which is what? The fruit of the spirit talks about that in Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forbearance. That is the fruit of thinking the way God does. And as a result, when you are in, you know, sort of uh, in the fruit of thinking the way the Lord does, you're going to make good decisions. Does anybody make good decisions when they're stressed and anxious? I never have. No, not at all. But if I'm at peace, then I can think clearly. And that's really ultimately where the Lord wants us to be. He goes, I've left you my peace. My peace I give to you. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs you humility. You might have to humble yourself and ask the Lord to help you think differently. Um, Sometimes we can get so stuck on, you know, we have certain experiences and and we constantly just want to validate that because it feels comfortable to us. But the very thing that makes you feel comfortable is the very thing that's sucking the life out of you. So why in the heck would you want to continue to think in thought patterns that steal, kill, and destroy? And why would you not want the peace that surpasses understanding? So if you want to be led by the Spirit of God, number one, you have to know what the Spirit is. Your Spirit and His Spirit is thoughts, emotions, and will. God has his own thoughts, emotions, and his will. You have your own thoughts, emotions, and your will. But when you come in contact with the Holy Spirit, right, you you come underneath his blood covenant, your life is going to start reflecting his thoughts, his emotions, and his will. And, you know, we cannot be afraid of that. What God wants for us is good. That's the whole point of walking in faith is you expecting God to do good for you, that he takes those areas where you feel anxious, stressed, burdened, shame, fearful, condemned, and he makes you a new person. You're no longer characterized 
by the situations, circumstances, events, whatever that have happened that had you feeling that way to begin with, you guys. That is the beauty of God's love, grace, mercy. All of those ingredients, love, grace, and mercy, is what gives you the ability to take your thoughts captive, right? Your spirit, your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. Submit that to the Holy Spirit, right? God's thoughts, his emotions, his will. Getting his thoughts on your situation so you can get yourself out of the, the place where you feel stuck and you can move forward and make progress in your life and advance, you know, in places that you never thought you would, that, you know, places that the Lord's going to take you. I believe the Lord has glorious plans for his children, but we got to learn how to tap into this stuff. And that's why I'm sharing it with you guys. So anyway, that is how you walk in the spirit. It's very simple. You share your thoughts with God, with God. You let him share his thoughts with you. You start to live by the revelation he gives to you and the things you're convinced of that you've been talking to him about and him building you up. And the evidence, the receipt that God's going to give you as a result of living by his thoughts is his peace. All right. That's like the foundation of everything. All right. Um, that's one thing I've come to learn in the last 15 years. I've been following the Lord is he will give you a spirit of peace. And so you should be characterized by having peace in your life. If not, all that means is you've got to find out the thoughts you're entertaining that's got you stressed out. And you've got to take that back to the throne of grace, pour your heart out to the Lord, put yourself in a position where you can receive, humble yourself, right? Get some love, get some grace, get what you need from the Lord and allow that transaction right there to begin you know, sort of this newness of a person that he wants to build inside of you. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to get off this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We got a new one coming up. It's going to be December 8th and, um, no, yes, December 8th. I'm like, where am I? You guys, January, that's when we're going to have video podcasts. You guys, that's pretty cool. It's a new thing that anchors doing. They actually gave me an opportunity to start doing it. So in January sometime, there's going to be a video podcast podcast. You guys will be able to watch, um, so that'll be pretty cool. So anyway, you guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. You guys have a wonderful rest of the week. Be sure to catch up on all the episodes that, you know, have been dropping since October. Um, there was like a Monday through Friday, then a Monday through Thursday. So there's a bunch of content on there. If you are brand new to the podcast, be sure to go all the way back to January 2020, where I walk you guys through the life coaching process the Lord led me through to teach you how to uh, establish your identity and your character and your values and not your performance, other people's opinions or your circumstances. And I literally walk you guys through how I did that in the context of my own life. I share my experiences, my stories with you guys so you can relate to me, reflect in your own life and start making some uh, serious moves in your life where you can feel, you know, firm, secure, steadfast, walking your authority, your purpose, everything that God's put inside of you, that you would live that out. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Have an awesome rest of the day and I will talk to you next time. Thank you.